We all know it's essential to keep our business social accounts active and post relevant and engaging content regularly. But maybe you're struggling with ideas. Welcome to my monthly Awareness Dates content ideas to give you inspiration for the month ahead. Hi, you're listening to the Stress-Free Social Media Podcast. I'm Nicole Bromley, Digital Consultant at Copper in Guernsey, and I love helping businesses like yours flourish online and get rid of social media overwhelm. In today's episode of the Stress-Free Social Media Podcast, I'll be sharing with you 10 August dates and talking with Joe Ingrill, maternity support worker, Emma Mansell, midwifery clinical lead, and Katie Roper, community midwifery manager from Health and Social Care on Breastfeeding Week and how they support the Guernsey breastfeeding community. With each Awareness Day, think about how it might be relevant to your business, your clients, and the problems that you are solving with your products and services. If you enjoy listening, please subscribe to this podcast. So let's start with World Breastfeeding Week from the 1st to 7th of August, organised by World Alliance for Breastfeeding Action and the World Health Organisation and UNICEF to generate public awareness and support for breastfeeding. 2023's campaign will focus on enabling breastfeeding and making a difference for working parents. It will showcase the impact of paid leave, workplace support and emerging parent norms on breastfeeding through the lens of parents themselves. If you're posting about this on social media, use the hashtags WBW2023 and Empowering Parents Campaign. To obtain social media assets, pledge to participate and feature your event on the pledge map or for more information, visit worldbreastfeedingweek.org. This leads me nicely to our guests today, Joe Ingrill, Emma Mansell and Katie Roper from Guernsey's Health and Social Care. Joe runs Bosom Buddies, a free group offering support with all aspects of breastfeeding for new or expectant parents. Katie and Joe offer breastfeeding training to HSC staff and Joe and Emma offer breastfeeding classes for parents. Welcome ladies, thanks for talking with me today. Joe, you run Bosom Buddies. Um, Why was this set up and what does the group offer expectant and new parents? Um, So we set this up to offer some sort of informal support outside of the more formal um, midwifery or health visitor support. Um, It's important to say that although it is primarily a breastfeeding support, um, we do support any sort of uh, feeding, so from our mums who are exclusively breastfeeding to mums who maybe are just giving some um breast milk via a bottle during the day um, that's what we're there for um, it's very much evolved into more of a peer support group as well so although we are there as professionals to offer support for mums um, and families they often the peer support is the most important bit and um, that's the bit when they come in and have a chat and a cup of tea and by the time we've got to see them the other mums have sorted their problems out um, and they certainly they're going through it at the same time um, and can often give great advice um, even better than we can um, yeah it's on a Tuesday at Bright Beginnings between 12 and 2 um, you don't need to book in you just pop along you don't need to come for the whole two hours if all you can manage is 10 minutes and that's great we'd just like to see anybody 
the other thing that we offer is that we do have some breast pumps that we can hire out to people. So we have a bank of six. Um, it's very much it's separate from HSC, so it is run on a donation basis. Um, so donations are always gratefully received um, because if we could fund more, then that would be even better. Mums generally uh, hire them for about a month at a time, and our idea is that it's not long term, so that they just hire them to kind of see how they get on with them whether they whether it works for them whether they think that's right to save them having to spend an awful lot of money on a pump that maybe they're not only going to use for a week or something um, it just means it gives them that flexibility and often what happens is that they borrow them and then they go and buy one themselves so I've got a pump at home that I was trying to sell but no one's buying it so if I donate it to you if there are other people like that that um, are thinking well actually uh, you know I could pass it on to someone um, they just get in touch with bosom buddies or bike beginnings or yeah absolutely um, our only problem with taking second-hand pumps is that for us they have to be a closed system so we would have to I'm still happy to take them on I would just have to monitor whether we can actually use them to pass them on or not but often I can um, signpost people to the best places to where they can try and sell them um, or pass them on. Okay, thank you. Katie, you and Joe provide breastfeeding training to staff on the Loveridge Ward at the Princess Elizabeth Hospital here in Guernsey. What does that involve? Um, so initially, Joe and I went to the UNICEF World Health Organisation HQ in London. We had a lovely trip. Um, we did lots of learning and basically what that has allowed us to do is to do some disseminated training to staff over here. Um, so we've built this programme that we've adapted to the specific needs of the staff in Guernsey and we've basically rolling that out. So at the moment most of our MSWs, our midwives and our health visitors are up to date and trained. The idea is that everyone started on the exact same level with the same information so that everyone has is passing on that information appropriately um, and we're not all saying different things we're all kind of singing from that same hymn sheet our plan is that we're going to do kind of two yearly updates to make sure that everyone is like really um, current and fresh and that we've got the latest research to support uh, the way that we support women and one of the things that we're looking to do next is kind of branch into peer support in Alderney because we've identified that there is um, a kind of a niche and a need for some updated breastfeeding peer support over there so it's all very exciting and we're already seeing the the benefits of the up-to-date training that we've been offering oh brilliant um it sounds really interesting that you're helping out Oldney um as well so i'm sure they will benefit from that um emma you run breastfeeding classes for expectant and new parents with joe what do these involve yeah, hi. Um, so we run breastfeeding classes once a month. It's normally a Tuesday or a Wednesday evening um, up at Bright Beginnings at Delancey. Um, if people want to come, they just need to let their community midwife know or they can call the office on 224682. Um, we obviously invite all the expectant mums but we're really keen and and you know would encourage partners to come along as well or anyone that is going to be with the mother um in the sort of days and weeks after the baby's born so that they all know um what we're teaching what we try to do through the classes is um inform couples about the common issues that they might come across and the pitfalls that often crop up when uh, you start your breastfeeding journey um we spend a bit of time talking about the benefits of breastfeeding, of which there are 
many, 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 many. Um, so, yeah, we talk about the fact that, um, you know, in all the studies that are ever done into breast versus formula feeding, breast milk, you know, comes out on top, really. The thing that formula companies can't replicate is the fact that it's like a live substance, you know. So in just a teaspoon of breast milk, there's three million antibacterial cells and it changes all the time to support your baby um, according to their needs so we spend a bit of time talking about that um, we also talk about how you can tell that the baby's feeding well because obviously if you give a baby a full bottle of milk you can see it's a large amount and it's their tummy must be filled so um, you've got that visual reassurance whereas with breast milk you never really see how much they're getting and that can be quite tricky so we talk about ways to um, be yeah, reassured that your baby's doing well, ways to tell if things are going well. And then we also talk a bit about where to go for support and um, who to ask for help if you come across any issues once the baby's here. Wow, it's bringing back lots of memories for me. <laughs> um, do you think there is anything more that can be done locally to support breastfeeding for working parents? Yeah, for sure. So I think initially in Guernsey, our postnatal care, so our care, when the baby's really little is brilliant you know in the UK when you leave hospital you may never see a midwife again you know they might offer drop-in clinics but they certainly don't come to your house and um, some areas might but you know in a lot of places that's lacking so here um, our support initially is amazing we the community midwives can come to the house you know Joe maternity support worker will come daily if needs be to see you um, and then the health visitors take over um, but I think we know that there's a drop-off in breastfeeding after that really and um you had a statistic yeah so our our breastfeeding initiation statistic sits at 69 percent which is like 20 percent above the uk national average and then there is definitely a drop off um as we get further into the postnatal period and we know that that is largely to do with the end of maternity leave and going back to work you know, we, even in our classes, people come to the class before the baby's even born, they're worried about what about breastfeeding when I get back to work? You know, I'm going to have to stop because I'm going back to work. And the um, title for the Breastfeeding Awareness Week this week is... Empowering Parents Campaign. That's right. Believe. Making a difference for working parents. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, um, we know that women really worry about this and often will be embarrassed or not know what to say to employers they, they just think well I've got to stop because I'm going back to work um, but actually we think there, there's lots that employers can do um, which might be really simple it might just be maybe two sort of extra breaks during the day with somewhere comfortable to go to use a breast pump um, you know maybe having a buying a little mini fridge if you can to for them to store their breast milk in just having that conversation when they initially are coming back from maternity leave um, about how you can support them and then they might feel more comfortable and be able to continue and it might not be for long you know most babies have started to wean maybe by the time mums are going back to work and and quite quickly it can it can change but it's those those initial weeks when they're first going back they can be really really anxious about it and and a force you know forcing but we, we get you know there's lots always a conversation about which bottle did your baby take my baby's refusing to take a bottle because they're going i'm going back to work and i'm desperate that they can bottle feed and actually maybe they don't need to maybe we can encourage um pumping or maybe even allowing the baby to pop into work for a quick feed during the day you know just a couple of times a day i think um you know workplaces are, are 
keen now on flexible working, on um, you know supporting the mental health of their staff, and this is another area that they can. That so they can try. just just thinking whilst you were talking, um, when they're having their leaving uh, chat with the staff member before they go off on maternity leave, they could put into that you know how how do you want us to support you or how do you feel that uh, we could help you when you return? Because uh, that conversation never happened for me, but it would have been nice just to have yeah just to open them up even the conversation. To have about that. Yeah, because I think sometimes when you're coming back to work, you you don't mention it. You just think, well, I've just got to stop it. I don't know how it's going to work. Well, the states of Guernsey have actually released a breastfeeding in the workplace guidance template, but we are also quite happy to, you know, assist where we can in terms of, you know, facilitating kind of those back to work and actually going into workplaces to say, you know, you could do something with this area. Have you considered this? We're really open to um, helping and assisting where we can. But I think, like Emma said as well, often at Bosom Buddies we'll get people come in, their babies are literally three weeks old, and their first question is, how can I introduce a bottle because I'm going to go back to work at six months? A three-week-old baby is feeding very, very differently to a six-month-old baby. Um, So, you know, but it's obviously in their head already, and it's just trying to get them through. Actually, don't worry about it at the moment. And there's things we can do and and help them with. But if they've already, like you say, had that conversation, that they know that potentially they're not going to have to do that. That they're going to be able to either feed their baby or express, and um, it's not going to be such a problem. Then that would be really, I'm sure, very settling for a lot of new mums. Also Health Connections have contacted us so they would like to do a display for World Breastfeeding Week in their window which is fantastic so we will be helping them supplying with some posters and information and um, giving them some help of how to make that so that again will be just putting breastfeeding out there in the public again which is fantastic. And I'm sure they'd the, the type of uh, shop that would encourage people if they just needed to sit down they've got little sofas yes, there haven't lovely. they and yeah. take a break and have some um, time for breastfeeding. Um, I'm sure at any time not just during that week that they would be um, happy to um, accommodate people especially if they're on a break from their lunch hour at work as yeah, well. Yeah fantastic. And we were chatting the other day as well about extending Bosom Buddies maybe um, looking at doing it in town at some point, maybe in the library or something. So we're going to look into that'd be really nice because yeah. well, we're, we're thinking like space. lunchtime, just before the weekend. It gets those you know those mums that do have their babies brought in for lunch periods. They've got somewhere um, that they can go and feed, um, and also it gives them some support before a weekend because we know that obviously the next session would be on a Tuesday. It just kind of catches those that need some support or have a few questions have that drop in in a central point where everyone can get to so it'd be uh, nice if in local employers uh, if they needed advice could get in touch with you guys to tell hr generally you know what you could uh, support them with but also and also what's realistic yeah okay. as well yeah, it's not massive, you know, we don't, we're not expecting them to change the Construct new buildings <laughs> no. or, There's just a you know, it's just that we can yeah, give them a little, little bit more detail. Yeah, little tweaks that we can make. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and also if maybe, I don't know if there's any leaflets that you could hand out to the employers so that when they're doing that, you know, goodbye chat before they go on maternity leave that they can hand out something like that. You, you yeah, know, you mentioned the breastfeeding that. in the workplace um, guidelines, so we don't actually have a law as such over here, but the guideline is on the gov.gg website 
Um, certainly if that doesn't cover what they need, then yeah, that's when they can get in touch with us, I'd say. Okay. So um, just having that link uh, to hand uh, would be useful, wouldn't it? Or printing it out and yeah. giving it to them. Yeah, and they it's can come to us separately. They don't have to speak to an individual about what their needs are. They can speak to us about what we think is reasonable um, so that they're, yeah, they're prepared. Um, Joe, uh, we were talking about World Breastfeeding Weeks, so that's why we're chatting today. What does it mean to you all and are you doing anything special to market? Well, yeah, we're very keen to get involved in World Breastfeeding Week. Um, we are, we have a pitch secured at the North Show um, this year towards the end of August, um, which we're going to provide um, shelter or shade depending on the weather um, for anybody wanting to feed their baby um, they can come and see us there again we can um, see families if they've got any questions it can be a bit of an extended bosom buddies almost they can come and see us there if they want a chat if they just like I say need to sit down feed their baby somewhere um, there'll be health visitors there too um, or they can just come and say hello um, expecting parents as well you don't have to have a baby in arms with you just come and see us um, if you want any information again if there are any employers or HR people hanging around um, they can pop in and um, we can have a chat with them then as well and I think really the main thing is to get um, breastfeeding normalized again um, and you know mums who are breastfeeding who are pumping at work all those sort of things you know getting photos out on social media using the hashtag um but just getting the word out there that actually breastfeeding's okay and you know it's it's not as scary as it can sound and um seeing people do it um and yeah just just it being normal um would yeah be i think great. in in the uk certainly sometimes you may never have seen a baby breastfeeding until you have your own you know until you have your own baby you might not know anything about breastfeeding you know compared to other cultures where it's seen and accepted and it's just normal everyday life um so although it's natural and it's instinctive sometimes it's just a completely new skill so the more we can sort of get it out there that it's that it's great and easy and you know this environmentally friendly all those things to encourage people to try i love it when i see just women just you know breastfeeding wherever whereas i was like a bit like paranoid i wouldn't go and hide myself in a room somewhere but um that you know that's again it's just uh, my personal preference and everyone's got their own but i love it yeah. and that's the thing with the um with the, the pitch that we're having at the North Show, this is not about saying you can't just sit on a park bench and feed because that's fantastic, do that. Um, but sometimes it's really hot. If, and and if also if they're struggling and, you know, with latch or, or yeah, whatever. that's right. If you do, rather than having to go home halfway through yeah. the day or whatever, um, or bringing a bottle with you because you're worried, then at least we'll be there. Okay. Well, that sounds fabulous. Hopefully you can do that at more of the events over here. That'd be really nice. See how it goes. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much, ladies, for coming in. I really appreciate your time. Um, if anyone locally wishes to find out more about Buzz and Buddies, please get in touch via 01481 244919 or email info at .gg. Or alternatively, you can contact your community midwife or your health visitor. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Next up is Afternoon Tea Week from the 7th to 13th of August. 
why not use this as an opportunity to run a selection of exclusive discounts and exciting events to pay tribute to the nation's favorite pastime. This is ideal if you are a tea barista, sell tea or products relating to tea. Next up is Cycle to Work Day on the 6th of August, encouraging people to give their bike a go and cycle to work at least for one day of the year. It is for everyone. It doesn't matter if you haven't cycled in years or have never at all. It's about giving it a go. There are many different benefits associated with cycling to work, including being good for your health and mind, doing your bit for the environment, cost saving and more scenic routes to work. So get on your bike and get involved. Why not encourage staff to team up to cycle to work and share their journeys on social media? Next up is International Cat Day on the 8th of August, created by the International Fund for Animal Welfare, a not-for-profit British organisation that has been striving to improve the health and welfare of domestic cats worldwide. This year's campaign is themed Perfect Play Every Day. Why not share your cat play products or photos of your employees with their feline friends using the hashtags International Cat Day and hashtag Perfect Play? Stress-Free Social Media Podcast is sponsored by Copper, providing collaborative, simple and creative social media solutions to make your business flourish online. For more information, visit www.copper.gg. Next up is International Youth Day on the 12th of August, celebrating the amazing contributions of young people around the world. This is an opportunity to create awareness about issues affecting youth such as education, healthcare, employment opportunities and equal rights. Why not use social media to start an online conversation about International Youth Day by asking young people what they think about the day and what it means to them. You can also encourage them to share how they plan on celebrating. Next up is National Prosecco Day on the 13th of August, a great opportunity to promote this bubbly favourite with a special offer or by pairing it with food to showcase your menu, encouraging people to see the summer out with a pop. Engage with wine bloggers, sommeliers and influencers who are discussing Prosecco and leave comments or ask questions to expand your knowledge and share your experiences. Discover new varieties and contribute to the vibrant Prosecco community. But remember, enjoy responsibly. Next up is World Photography Day on the 19th of August, acknowledging the art, craft and impact of photography worldwide and appreciating the power of images in capturing moments, telling stories and inspiring change. Share your favourite photographs, whether your own or from photographers you admire. Participate in photography challenges, contests or exhibitions organised by photography enthusiasts or organisations. Use the hashtag World Photography Day to connect with the global photography community and showcase your creativity. If you are a photographer, why not share what inspires you and why you got into this creative field? Engage with others by commenting on their work, exchanging tips and techniques, or sharing inspiring stories behind your photographs. Celebrate the beauty and impact of photography, inspire others to explore the art form, and create a vibrant community of visual storytellers. Next up is World Humanitarian Day on the 19th of August, honouring the efforts of humanitarian workers and raising awareness about the importance of humanitarian aid. This year's theme is Together We Can Make a Difference. 
Share posts and stories about the day using the hashtag World Humanitarian Day. You can also raise awareness by sharing stories and experiences of humanitarian workers, highlighting their selfless acts and the challenges they face. Encourage your followers to support humanitarian organisations by donating or volunteering their time. Together, through social media, we can amplify the voices of humanitarian workers and inspire others to take action for a more compassionate world. For more information, visit about.worldhumanitarianday.org. Next up is International Hashtag Day on the 23rd of August, established in 2018 by the creators of Twitter because they realised that its use was widespread throughout the world. Hashtags continue to play a significant role in social media and online communication. They help categorise and organise content, making it easier to discover and engage with specific topics or conversations. Why not use this day to share with your followers the meaning behind your own branded hashtag? That's nearly it, but I've just got one more awareness day to finish with. International Dog Day on the 26th of August, honouring all dogs no matter the shape, size, age or breed and encourage adoption to all those who have yet to find a home and a family forever. Why not share your dog products or photos of your employees with their pooches? And that's it for August content ideas. Thanks so much for listening. If you post content having listened to this, let us know in the comments and keep an eye out for our September awareness dates next month. Happy post creating!